Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 186. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. All right, before we jump into today's episode, I have a few announcements. If you haven't subscribed to my free weekly newsletter, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Second, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. Right below my podcast description, you'll now see a rating option. If you enjoy the content I drop every week for free, I ask one simple favor in return, clicking that button and giving the podcast an honest rating. Lastly, the biggest piece of news, one of the most frequent requests I receive is for more episodes, more content. Well, you ask and I deliver. I'm now dropping two episodes a week. Monday episodes will remain the same. I'm now dropping a second episode on Thursdays at 1 a.m. Eastern. Be on the lookout for these additional episodes weekly. Chances are that you're wasting countless hours of your week. And with some fairly simple adjustments, these wasted hours can be taken back. And they can be taken back by taking a step back and planning accordingly, setting you and your weeks up for greater efficiency. So what are some ways that we can easily plan our week? How can we take back this time and increase our efficiency? Number one, set the time to plan because this thing called life is always moving so fast around us. Most of the time, We struggle to find and set the time on our calendar to sit down and actually plan for our week, lay out our week, which is ironic when you think about it. We are talking about getting back time, but in order to do so, we need to set the time in the first place to lay out a solid approach and plan. This plan is what will set the foundation for our week. So, What's the best way to do this? Set a time and a place on your calendar to focus on laying out your week. Things to be thoughtful of. This is a weekly recurring event. So think really hard about where you want to plan out your week each week. Ask yourself, is the environment I'll be doing this conducive to deep thought? When you are laying out your week, are you thinking about when during the day you're doing this? In other words, maybe you're not a morning person. Giving yourself a slot in the morning on Sunday morning may not be the best time for you. Or maybe it is, as you can casually sip on a coffee or a smoothie. For me, I find that Sunday mornings are prime time to lay out my week. By this point, I understand 
what things will be carried from last week to next week. My phone is not blowing up, which eliminates distractions and allows for pure focus. And normally, I'm in the comfort of my own home, removing even more distractions around me. These are all things that we need to take into consideration as we lay out the pieces of our week. This is where our plan becomes reality and grows some legs. As for the time component, you may be asking, how much time should I dedicate to this? It may take you more time your first few stabs at this, but eventually you'll be able to get to a place where it takes you an hour and potentially even less. Pick a day on your calendar, set an hour block, and make sure it's recurring. A little bonus, I like to put a 10-minute reminder before I actually kick off my weekly planning. This just allows me to get into the right headspace and break away from anything I may be doing right before I dig into thinking about my week. Number two, lay out your tasks. Now that we've identified a time and a place weekly to plan our week, it's now a matter of laying out the pieces, specifically laying out all of the tasks for the week. Now, before we get too deep into specific tasks, the first part is not about putting or prioritizing them. It's about laying them all out on the table, metaphorically speaking. This is a a brain dump. We naturally have a cluttered mind. So many things bouncing left and right daily. Rather than trying to filter those things in our mind, get them down on paper or in a task management system or app, whichever you prefer. The objective is to just simply see the pieces, visually see all that we need to do or that we think we should be doing. For those writing them down, create a bulleted list. For those who prefer digital, create a bulleted list in Google Sheets or a Word doc or an app of your choice or even your note app, whatever works for you. This step is all about removing the clutter. Think about opening your computer and having a hundred folders on your desktop. It's extremely overwhelming. Now, think about opening your computer and everything is in a folder with subfolders and on and on. That is way more manageable and less overwhelming to process. This is a matter of offloading those tasks in our mind and laying out the documents so we start to build a more clear picture of where things need to go. Just get it all down and clear your mind. Number three, self-analysis. We've all been guilty of this trying to keep up to the speed of time and our weeks. And by doing so, we miss a lot. We get into a rhythm and cycle that actually may be less efficient than we think. And we get to this place because we're just rolling with the week, just trying to get through the week. This nose just above water feeling In actuality, what's happening is that the week is controlling us, not the other way around. And so what we need to do is take back control, control the week, get into a position 
of playing offense rather than defense where we feel like we're always playing from behind. What we fail to realize is that our head would be further above water if we dedicated the time to analyzing, setting some time in our weekly planning dedicated to evaluating and analyzing our previous week's performance, critiquing how things went. So here are some questions you can ask yourself during this process. What didn't go well? Did I achieve my goals? Where could I improve? The idea is to expose inefficiencies and moments of friction. By doing so, we can eliminate these things from compounding or getting out of hand down the road. A tangible example here. I know my peak performance times. It's early morning around 6, 6.30 to about one 1.32-ish. And the reason I've been able to identify these windows is by analyzing. Analyzing my weeks and realizing I was able to address some major obstacles within those windows with little resistance. This realization has allowed me to assign more challenging tasks in those windows. But again, I would have failed to see this if I didn't dedicate the time to analyzing and evaluating my previous week's performance. This is how we keep a pulse on our performance and identify areas of improvement. And this then allows us to implement small changes the following week. And these small adjustments can make a world, a world of difference. Don't ever underestimate them. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Number four, refine your schedule. So we've set the time weekly to plan and lay out our week. We've laid out all of our tasks, small and large and everything in between, and we've now spent some time analyzing. Now it's time to make our schedule a reality. And the only way that this becomes a reality is by leveraging our calendar. This is the heart that pumps blood to everything that we do. Without it, we become lost which is not a bad thing. Our calendar can be our friend, our ally against clutter and useless shit. Now, 
some of you listening may be very familiar with your calendar and are already using it, but I'll be diving into additional ways to leverage it in a moment that you may not be familiar with. And some of you may not be. For those that are not familiar to a world built around your calendar, this is something that you need to adopt. I cannot emphasize this enough. Relying on your calendar can make your life so much easier because just as we spoke about decluttering our minds of tasks, our calendars declutter the schedule in our mind, pulling away this need to memorize every little task or meeting or goal. In my personal opinion, the best application for this is Google Calendar. Google has released a number of improvements over the last two years, from syncing with other calendars, creating tasks directly on your calendar and creating reoccurring tasks, time zone breakdowns, emailing event details, setting reminders, seeing a summary of your time insights and meetings, setting weekly focus times, and easily creating a widget on your phone. But beyond these little features sits one that's been around forever. And you don't need to use Google Calendar or any particular calendar for that matter. It's time blocking, specifically blocking time on your calendar for things like focus time, meetings, reflection times, certain times you want to focus on a particular project or goal. This behavior is all centered around time blocking, a fast yet effective way to lay out your week and understand the pillars of your days and where you can and cannot build around. Number five, set your weekly goals. It's now time to build your ideal week. These goals can be around a number of different things. And what I like to do is create categories. This allows us to easily stick these goals under one or one of three families, such as social goals, maybe calling a friend you haven't caught up with in a while, grabbing dinner with one of them or lunch, professional goals, meeting Jason to discuss marketing strategy from 2 to 3 p.m., or grab dinner with Stacy to pitch business idea 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And lastly, there's physical goals, gym at 3 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or morning run at 8 a.m. The idea is that we create clarity around what we need to accomplish that particular week. And some of these goals are going to be recurring. Maybe something such as weekly exercise. And some are going to be one-off. Either way, understanding where they fall is critical to our clarity and efficiency. Clarity around what we need to achieve. And this allows us to reduce fatigue. Specifically, decision fatigue. The idea is optimization. I'm super bullish on this idea around optimization. For example, my mornings and evenings are a matter of set it and forget it. Every evening, I spend time reflecting on my day. I also pick out my outfit for the following day and I lay it on the top of my dresser. I have a strict rule about getting into bed no later than 10 p.m. And for my morning routine, I'm up at 5.30 
chug a 24-ounce bottle of water in the shower and shortly afterwards stretching and writing in my journal. These pillars of my life are consistent and take little effort as they are simply a routine. Now, some of you may be thinking, these seem minimal or, or trivial. These things may seem to be fractional changes or habits, but these small changes compound to higher efficiency and limit that decision fatigue. This allows our minds to focus on the things that truly matter. Building a routine around the consistent pillars of our lives allows us to push energy into the things that drive larger results. They allow us to dedicate the time and energy towards those weekly goals that will drive material results. Gretchen Rubin said it best, what we do every day matters more than what we do once in a while. Number six, prioritize. Now we dive back into those tasks we discussed earlier. This is an opportunity to decipher the most critical tasks for the week, the ones that should be at the center of our attention. These can be time-sensitive tasks, ones that are hinged on a deadline, or tasks that you've simply said, this needs to get done this week, because if I don't, I will miss the window for X or Y, or I'll never get to it if I don't put my head down and just get this done this week. Whatever the case may be, these are the most important tasks of the week. That means, aside from those weekly goals, these should act as additional pillars for planning things around them, the items that we need to get done at all costs. These are also the things that when we sit down on Sunday and analyze our previous week, we'll say it was a win. I got to the things that moved the needle last week. This is how you win your week over and over again in perpetuity. This also allows us to fill in any gaps. Not that they need to necessarily be filled in, but maybe some tasks that didn't make the cut because you were unsure of their priority or if you'd have the time to address them, maybe you've identified areas where they now fit. This is an opportunity to give them a second look and decide accordingly. Block them into your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it won't get done. Your calendar is your accountability buddy and assistant. And finally, number seven, review. As I mentioned earlier, I take a few minutes out of each day to review my day. This holds two benefits. One, it allows us to recognize ourselves for our efforts and accomplishments. And two, even the best plans need adjusting and optimizing. This helps to identify those necessary adjustments and implement accordingly. Just having Sunday as a platform to lay out and identify these areas of improvements can mean missing or forgetting things that happened. So taking an opportunity at the end of each day allows us to analyze while it's fresh on our minds. This means the observation is probably more accurate and the level of importance is at the front of our mind. So we are more apt to implement a solution. Remember, 
your calendar is your ally. Be sure to use the tools to your advantage so you can focus on the things that matter, the things that will drive material results. When we leverage these tools, we create greater efficiency. And greater efficiency means less effort for greater results. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into easily planning your week. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.